Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. The stronghold that surrounds me, God is the only one who can make it flat. You can run here, you can run there, you can do this, you can do that, but it doesn't mean that that mountain's coming down. And the one who brings it down is God. With Pastor Jay Petty. Isn't God the Almighty? Isn't God the one who created the heavens and the earth? Isn't God the one who sets everything into motion? Isn't it God who holds everything in the power of his hands? Isn't it not God? Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. We serve a God who is almighty and who's able, more than able, to deliver us out of anything that we walk in. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. When you're in a war, in fact, anybody who's in a war has to train for it. Uh, Any military person goes through basic training to learn how to, to be a warrior and to fight. Training to be one and being in a fight is two different stories. But your training trains you to be in that fight. And in any kind of warfare, you have weapons. And your weapons are used to defeat the other side. But their weapons are used to defeat you. In any warfare, you got to understand there's two sides, and in those two sides, it really depends how you fight. Depends whether you get through it or not. In a spiritual warfare, it's the same thing. We're in a war. We've been in a war from day one. Most of the time, we don't recognize it because we really don't talk about it too much. But the warfare that we're fighting is against the forces of an evil being who wants to destroy us. Not just us, but wants to destroy everything. His whole mission, as you, you read at the end of Revelation, is to br- bring complete annihilation to mankind. No one is exempt from this very thing. And he uses anything that he can to seek to destroy your life. He'll get you in any situation he can. He'll get you to submit to any kind of thing, if he can, to destroy your life. And in the beginning, it seems very simple. It seems harmless. But that's how the enemy is. He sets a trap. And inside of that trap, he sets to defeat you. But the beautiful part is that God is a deliverer of the trap. He's the one who's able to rescue us from the trap. He's the one who is really the, the one who fights the war for us, if we could just understand that. It's not the person that we look at or the person that has something against us. That's not the person we're fighting. It was never intended to be that way. It was intended for us to allow God to give us the victory in the promise of truth. And so many times we don't, we don't acknowledge that. We react to whatever's coming at us and, and we react in all kinds of different ways. And there's not a person in here that doesn't know what I'm talking about. Someone says something, we get angry with them. And, we, and, you know, and, and sometimes we never even talk to them again. Sometimes we just cut them off and then sometimes we wanna do other things. But that's not the way God fights. It has never, the way God fights. 
You have to understand that God sent his son to redeem mankind. And that's every man, or what he is. Jesus came because of the blindness that was in the eyes and the mind of, God, uh, of man. People who do crazy things and stupid things, I'm telling you, they're blinded from the truth. But we should not be sucked into their blindness in retaliation to their ignorance, to the Word of God. And so, many of you are fighting a spiritual battle right now. And how do you know you fight it? You're fighting it is because of all the garbage that's going around you. All the garbage that's coming at you. And it just seems unbearable at times. But in any fight, it's how you prepare yourself. In any fight, it's where you stand. It always is. It's what you know that's going to cause you to survive. It doesn't mean you're not going to get hit. It just means that you're not going to allow being hit to take away your ability to find victory in whatever you're fighting. I want you to say something with me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'll just say it again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When God looks at you, He doesn't see you the way you see yourself. He sees you as His righteousness. He sees you as He sees His Son in Christ. It's just the point of truth that when we begin to believe that and confess that, that we begin to find that we begin to have victory in our own life. How many of you know you can't change yourself? Anybody ever tried? Anybody ever failed? 2 Corinthians 10, 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, that's what we're doing, right? This is where we live. We, that's, that's honest. Uh, we do not war according to the flesh. In other words, we're not going to use fleshly instruments to fight this war. You can't. If you try to use fleshly instruments, you're going to get sucked in. That's exactly how it works. If you're going to, uh, someone says something to you and you react to it in your flesh, you've already lost the battle. Period. That's how it works. If the enemy can get you to step into it, he's going to drag you all the way through. And you know what? You're going to be emotionally compromised in every way. And you're going to feel so defeated and confused by everything that's going on around you. And you're going to be saying to yourself, where's God? How come this is happening to me? And if you just realize, your instrument of weapon is not what you say, 
It's not being reacting to what's going on. It's realizing that your weapon is truth. Period. And when you begin to fight with truth, then you begin to see the spiritual war around you, and you begin to see the walls begin to crumble, and you begin to see the chains begin to break, and you begin to see those things that have lifted themselves up begin to fall down, because it's his battle. There's a piece of scripture that says, be still and know. Know what? Know that I'm God. That he is God alone. He's the one that redeems you. Period. If you don't understand what redemption is, the enemy's going to wax you one side down the other. I'm sorry. Because he's going to use that against you. Because what he uses is a lie. Every time. He uses deception. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty in God. Our weapons have power. Our weapons have the ability to destroy the workings of the enemy. Our weapons have the ability to set forth and move forth the things of God. Not only in our life, but in the lives around us. That's the weapon that we have, and that's what truth does. It is a mighty weapon of God, forged in the truth that is in Him. And what does it do? It pulls down strongholds. You know, a stronghold is a, it's a fortified place that seems impenetrable. It seems impossible to pull down. And you can't pull it down in your strength or in what you think. It can only be pulled down by truth, by the truth about it about the truth of God in it. God doesn't work the way men does. I want you to tell you the wisdom of God is foolishness to men. The way we look at something and the way we think we would handle that something would not be the way that God would handle it. That's why it's so important that when we enter this spiritual battle for our children, for our families, for our community, for our nation, that we fight it the right way. With weapons that pull down strongholds. And they're around us all the time. They're in the places we work. They're in the places we go to school. They're in the places in our community. They're all around us. It says, casting down arguments or those imaginary things that have been set up that you believe. You believe them. And many times the things we believe, we're going to make a decision whether to press in or to press out. 
This is too much for me. I can't handle this. This is beyond me. I just, you know, but you got to see the key factor here is that when confusion comes, that is the work of the enemy in that situation. When you say, man, I, this don't make sense. I don't understand this. Why, why, why is this happening? And then you begin to realize that it's the enemy working against you. Don't be a soldier that uses a sword against another soldier on your side. Don't point your finger at somebody else and say, it's your fault. Don't do it. Don't make your fellow brother or your fellow sister or someone in your family be defeated. That's not truth. See, it's casting down arguments and every high thing that it exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So here you go. Here's the war. The enemy is putting up this false imaginary argument, trying to get you to believe that argument. And it's come against the truth that is in him, that is in God. It's the truth about God. It's the truth about what God says. It's the truth about what God says about you and who you are. He'll come against you in that way. And he will build it up. He'll make a stronghold of it to defeat you. You know, uh, uh, anybody knows anything about a trap, the trap is set on the defenseless. If you want to trap a bird, you set a bird trap. You want to fed it, set a, they don't know what they're walking into. Right? And many times, we don't know what we're walking into. Until, it's, until, until we're in it. You know, it's a funny thing about the trap. When the, when the trap shuts closed, that's when the enemy thinks they have you. That's when the enemy thinks that he has you. And the truth is, is that's the place where we begin to find the power of God and the truth that is in him that delivers us out of that very thing that we have been sucked into. Zechariah 4.6 says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? See, that's really always what it is. Who are you, you, you stronghold that is sitting in front of me? Who are you that's preventing me from moving in the direction that God wants me to move? Who are you who's trying to destroy my life? 
You think Zerubbabel's any different than you? No. You think the war's any different? No. I love that uh, part about not by might, it's the strength of men. Whether it's of their conscious sake or their thinking. I look at what's going on in the world today and I see the enemy at work trying to set up nation against nation and the world in itself, trying to manipulate the outcome. That's what's really, that's really what's going on. And if you're not careful, you get caught up in the fruit of that. Because the fruit of that is the discussion that's going on in the midst of it. One against the other. Can't see that that's not how God works. God doesn't pit man against pit man. He doesn't do that. That's not how he works. God doesn't want to pit man against man. What God wants to do is to deliver man out of the very thing that's holding him. And as long as you're fighting in that way, you're pitting yourself against someone, you can't win. And neither can they. Power, power of men. Not by might, not by man, not by the power of man, not by the structure of man, not by the money of man, not by what man thinks, but by God's Spirit. That's the chain breaker. It's when we let the Spirit of God do what God sends him to do in our life. He says, uh, what is this, this, he says, uh, what is this mountain? Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become flat. So what does that mean? That means this thing that's trying to trap me, this thing that has exalted itself in my life, this stronghold that surrounds me. God is the only one who can make it flat. You can run here, you can run there, you can do this, you can do that, but it doesn't mean that that mountain's coming down. And the one who brings it down is God. That's what he's saying, it's my spirit. It's my spirit that reaches the lost. It's my spirit that saves the lost. It's my spirit that heals the lost. It's my spirit that brings victory in the earth. It's me. When we begin to realize that it's his war, not ours. And how we fight that war depends the outcome of that war or that battle. Anybody can tell you if you get in a fight, you're going to get hit. One may hit you harder, but I don't care who you are, you're going to get hit and it's going to hurt. In a fist fight, there's no winners. It's just someone claims to be a winner. You ever notice two people who fight like that? They turn out to be best of friends. Ever notice that? Because you can't win 
in the strength of your ability. See, it was Zerubbabel's job to finish the wall and to set the capstone. That's what he was called to do. Let me bring it on home. He's called you and anointed you to play music. You may fight and things may come against you in the middle of it, but the end result is the same. It's by the Spirit. He brings it home. He brings the victory. He brings the anointing. He brings the defeat of whatever is coming against you. It's the understanding that what God sends you to do, He expects you to accomplish it no matter what comes in your way. No matter what comes against you, God's expectation is for you to fulfill what he has called you to fulfill. And you know what, son? The moment you step up to do something for God is the moment the enemy is going to step up against you. And he's going to use anything in your flesh to try to defeat you. That's why you can't fight it this way. You have to fight it in truth. It's got to be in the truth, and the truth of what God says. Just like I said, we are the righteousness in, of God in Christ Jesus. That's the only way God sees it. We need to see it that way. That's the truth. We need to see that that's who we are, not how we feel about ourselves. Anybody in here feel like they've ever failed? Right. How many of you feel like you're really walking that straight and narrow path with God right now? How many of you feel so strong about that? Oh, man, I've got victory. Gosh, man, I'm telling you, I'm going to have to be on my knees because I don't feel that way. But I know that God sees it that way. That's the difference. So you keep moving in the truth towards that direction of what God has called you to do. That's where you find that God begins to break the chains and pull the strongholds down. That's where God begins to change the heart. Uh-huh. See, God anointed Zerubbabel and the, high, and the high priest for that very purpose. He sees this oil and these tubes running down what it says on the two anointed one of them was him one of them i think was joshua something like that i can't remember off the top of my head i might be wrong there but that anointing is what gives them the ability and that anointing is the holy spirit and that anointing is of God. And do you want to know something? If you're born again, you have an anointing that comes from the Father through the Son. You have golden oil flowing upon your life, touching you, empowering you to accomplish the purpose of God. What God's trying to do is position us 
in the truth of his word. When you see yourself as God sees you, and you believe that, no matter what may happen around you, that is a changing force that changes your life. I, you know, I've been a Christian for, I don't know, 45 years, something like that. I can't even remember. It's been too long. But you know something? In all those 45 years, I've seen some really hard things in my life. But you know, the one thing that has been constant for me is to keep moving in the right direction towards God. He's got me. He's got you. How many of you are taking a hold of things you shouldn't be taking a hold of? How many of you are thinking about things you shouldn't be thinking about? Honestly. How many are you fighting a battle in your own head about you, the way you think uh, the way you think things should be, and they don't seem to be. God doesn't need you bound up. He needs you to be free, really free. He doesn't need the things that have come against you to put you in a position where you, where your whole mind is controlled by those things. Let it go. Trust God. Be still and know. I'll tell you a little secret. Find peace and stay there. Let the peace of God have dominion in your heart. I got news for you. When we die, we're going to heaven. I got other news for you. We're all going to die. Period. I like that. Period. It's the end of the story. You know, Daniel was a, is a very interesting character because this is what I'm speaking to right here. It's what men do. Daniel, man, he was right under the king. He was a faithful servant, but Daniel prayed every day. And they couldn't find anything to get Daniel on because they wanted him out of the way. Sound familiar? They wanted him out of the way because he was standing in the very truth of the things of God. Just because you're standing in that place doesn't mean the devil's not going to come after you. And he doesn't mean that he's not going to use people to do that. He is. Believe me when I tell you, he is. You're going to find it where you work. You're going to find it in your family. You're going to find it uh, with your friends. You're going to find it all around you. It's just going to happen. Period. I'm period. I don't know where I got that word period. <laughs> I can't let it go. No, just kidding. But here, here's Daniel. He's faithful. And, and these guys set up the king to write up a law that says that nobody can pray to any other god than the gods of the Persians. 
Boy, doesn't that sound, you, you can't do that. And they talked the king into signing this law, but once the law was in effect, he could not change it. That's the truth. He couldn't change it. And so he had to honor whatever he signed. But man, they were coming after Daniel. This is a realistic view of a spiritual warfare in reality. That's how it really works. I'm coming to get you, and I'm going to use him to do it. And I know what pushes your buttons. I know what upsets you. I know what's precious to you. So I'm coming to get you. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make all these other people envious or jealous. They're going to use their flesh against you. That's how they work. It's our flesh. That's what gets in our way. So I'm going to use that against you. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take you down. Right? Ever felt that before? Huh? Was it confusing? You're wondering what the heck's going on. You have to look beyond what's going on. Way beyond what's going on. To the truth of what God wants to do. God has already given you victory. He's already given you power over. He already's done it. We just don't often recognize it because of how we consciously think. This is our biggest problem right here. It gets in the way of everything. And that's what they did to Daniel. They came after him. They came after him with a vengeance. And it was all about trying to get him out of the way because he was a righteous man. He stood with the king. He stood, he did the right thing all the time. Bad things happen to good people because the enemy wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your relationship with God. Quit looking at yourself, number one. Quit viewing yourself. Quit seeing yourself the way you think you are. Quit. What is the one thing you're fighting the most? What is the one thing that consciously fills your mind? What is it? Is God bigger than that? Is it too hard, is it too hard for God to do? Is it? Isn't God the Almighty? Isn't God the one who created the heavens and the earth? Isn't God the one who sets everything into motion? Isn't it God who holds everything in the power of his hands? Isn't it not God? Why are we focusing on, oh, no, oh man, I'm a, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way people treat me. I don't like the way I, I think people think of me. It consumes me. You think I'm kidding? You think that's not a trap? I have to fix this. I have to change that. That's the only thing that makes me acceptable. That's hogwash. And so that's what they did to Daniel, and they set him up. 
and they're waiting for him. And as soon as he, see, as soon as that letter was signed, as soon as that, that law was signed into law, Daniel went up to his room, as he always did, went to the window, bowed down towards Jerusalem, and he started to pray. Truth. The victory is not in running. The victory is in standing. And he began to pray, and they caught him. King, you've got to take this guy out now. Because he broke the law. Where are we standing? Where are we standing? Are we letting circumstances push us where it wants us to go? Or are we standing in what we know is true and what God wants of us? Honestly, where are we standing? Daniel stood in what he believed. He stood in his faithfulness to God, and he prayed. And they came after him. They set him up. They put him in a trap. But God is still the God who delivers you out of the trap. Always. He will deliver you out of the trap if you make your stand for him. And so that's what they did. That's how he ended up in the lion's den with lions that were so hungry that hadn't eaten in days. Generally, when you find out after Daniel was taken out and the other guys were thrown in, immediately the lions attacked them and killed them and ate them. I'm just like, instant. We don't serve a God who does not have power. And we don't serve a God who does not have his power in us. We serve a God who is almighty, and who's able, more than able, to deliver us out of anything that we walk in. And that's what he did for Daniel. You know what he did? He just shut the mouth of the lion, tied their feet together. And they're looking over there going, oh, I am so hungry. Oh, I want to eat you alive, dude. You just don't know how bad I want you. And they couldn't get to him. That's the spiritual battle. The spiritual battle wasn't with the king and Daniel because Daniel, the king loved Daniel. Daniel, are you okay? Daniel, did your God, did your God save you? Daniel, and who was revealed here? Whose power was revealed in the end? The power was revealed of God. That's really what it's all about. Us... I think it's like Gideon. I like the story of Gideon because God says, if I, if I give you too many men, you'll think it's you. You'll think it's all you. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to make it impossible for you to think it's you. And you can only use 300 guys against the army. Man, God, you know, if we just let God work, if we just let God do what God does, if we just make our stand with God and be positioned with God, we always will find the victory no matter what it is. But if we start complaining, we start pointing fingers, we start judging, we start doing the fleshly thing, we're already sucked in. And we're going to end up on our knees, on our face, crying, repenting, and saying, oh God, I'm sorry. 
That's where we're going to be. Gideon was afraid. He was weak. Isn't it amazing that God chooses the weak things to confound the, you know, the, the wise and confound the world? God doesn't need big, strong, powerful people to influence the world. He needs people who are willing to stand with him regardless. Even when you see yourself as, as unable, incapable, and un, un, unbelievably weak and can't do it. And here's Gideon. I can't, you know, God, what are you choosing me for? In the battle, here's what happened. In the battle, and this is in every spiritual battle, if we can see the picture of it, 300 guys with pitchers and lights in the pitcher and trumpets. And all, they broke the glass all at the same time, they blew the trumpets, and all of a sudden, in the Midian camp, they turned on one another and killed each other. God creates the confusion in the, in the, in the ranks of the enemy. You've got to allow him to create the confusion in his camp, to bring destruction in his camp. If you're so busy out front trying to handle it, taking care of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Where's the glory of God at? Where's God going to be seen at? What is God going to be seen in? You have to find your sufficiency in him, not in you. And it's a, it's a mindset, it's a mind change to begin to think the way God thinks. It's not impossible for you to know what God is thinking. It isn't. But it's in that thing right there. It's in that book. Can I use your book for a minute? But can I use it for just a second? You don't know what God's will is? It's right here. Word upon word, line upon line, precept upon precept. God pours out his word like rain, like snow. That's what he does. God makes the word of God grow. You know what that means? The first time you read something, you see a very small portion of the greater meaning of that word. And the more God reveals it to you, the greater the word of God becomes. And it begins to grow like a tree. And one day you wake up and you say, wow, that is such a magnificent word. God needs you to know that he redeems you because he loves you. That he sent his son for you. And his purpose in his sending his son was to redeem mankind. If someone asks you to go one mile, go two. 
Be, be, a, uh, be a vessel filled with glory. I want to read this one thing to you. Because I'm probably getting ready to run out of time. Like always. I like this, this piece of scripture right here. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give us the light and the knowledge of the glory of God. It's God. It's God. God does it. God saves. God heals. God delivers. No man comes to the Father unless he comes to the Son, and no man comes to the Son unless the Father draws him. Let me give you a little picture of, of uh, uh, Elijah. Oh, uh, my friend Chad back there sent me this in, uh, a piece of scripture. But it's true. Because Elijah's servant could only see the armies that were surrounding them in the natural realm. And Elijah's not even worried about it. He's not even thinking about it. And, he's free and his servant's freaking out. Look, man, look! We're going to get wiped out! And Elijah says, there's more of us than they are of them. Don't you know that? In every situation, there's more of them than there. There's more of us than they are of them. In the spiritual battle, there's more of us than they are them. We are the central point of everything in the mind of God. Everything. And, and, and Elijah prayed and says, Lord, open their eyes. Open his eyes. Lord, let him see what's around us. And all of a sudden, his servant could see all the chariots, all the angels, all the fiery angels, all the fiery And there was more of the angels of God surrounding them than the army that was prevailing to them. That's who our God is. There's a spiritual force working on our behalf behind us. And it is the God of heaven. And it is the angels of God who's working for us. To bring us to victory, to bring defeat to the God of this world, to bring salvation to the lost. It's Him, not us. We're just a vessel. He says, Go. Turn left, turn left, turn right. Go straight three miles, turn left. Okay, Lord. Lord, there's a roadblock in the way. Well, what am I going to do? Well, let me tell you. Someone's coming to remove it. So he sends somebody else, removes, removes the roadblock, so that we can keep on going. Well, we find that along this pathway that God is sending us, there's all kinds of things, mountains and and. Uh, all kinds of things. It reminds me of a story of this guy going up the hill and, and the Lord told him, don't go off into the jungle. There's a clear pathway all the way up. But you can hear all these things in the jungle. 
calling his name, saying, hey, come over here. Come over here and look. And God said, don't do that. Stay on the pathway. One guy steps off into the jungle, and bam, he's gone. Never comes back. Why? Because the enemy is waiting, luring him into the jungle so that he can destroy him. But the one who stays and gets to the end of the pathway, he finds an oasis of living water and life and beauty. He finds a paradise. God doesn't give us all the information. That's why faith is so important. He doesn't tell us everything about our journey, but he equips us to walk that journey. And that's what he's trying to do, is to equip us to stay in that journey and to stay in that spiritual fight. Why? Because just like you, God wants to save somebody else. Just like you, God wants to heal somebody else. And just like you, God wants to break the chains in somebody else's life, no matter what. Don't mistake who God is. God sent his son for one purpose, was to redeem mankind. What mankind? Every man, every woman, and every child in the face of the earth. Don't get caught up in the smoke screen. Don't get caught up in the deception. Don't get caught up in the lie. Don't get caught up in the spring traps that he's throwing at you. Remember, stay on the pathway. Remember, equip yourself. You know how you stand in the power of your mind? Lord showed me that. You make your stand in truth. You make your stand in righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Who accuses you before the, brother, before the Father? Is it not him? You do something you think is wrong, you know, he goes to the Father and says, blah, 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 blah. you know what God says? Get out of here. He's my son. He's my daughter. But you know what we do with it? We beat ourselves up with it. Forgive yourself. Repent. Move on. Don't stay there. That's just a trap. That is the trap. We've got to learn how to walk free and liberated. We have to. We have to take the Word of God, which is so vital to our walk with God, and walk in that truth. Don't bring with you where you came from. Bring with you where you're going in Him. Let those, that garbage fall off of you. Let the chains fall off of you. Let, break the chains of bondage in your life by releasing yourself to walk in the truth. Put on that prey of light righteousness. Put on those, put on those shoes. That is the gospel of peace. I'm going to tell you right now, the gospel is a gospel of peace, period. 
We're supposed to be peace givers and, and peace uh, 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 rulers. We're supposed to be, see, everyone's supposed to see the peace of God in us. Why do you think the enemy wants to rob it from you so easily? All he's got to do is just push that button and you just fall apart. Fooey. You, at some point, you've got to believe that God wants to bring good from this thing. That God wants to bring good. That God's intention is to bring good out of anything that happens in your life. So if you're walking through a bad place, realize this. Hey, good's coming. You won't get caught up in it. Because you'll be beginning to look at the good that's coming out of what you're walking through. May I tell you that God has a plan already? May I say that only as we walk through it do we find it. The treasure of God is in you. And it is the glory of God that's in you. That's the true treasure. It's rich, it's wealthy, it's more than enough for everything in your life. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.